Live from San Diego, California, we go live to the newsroom with your host for Nick's Nerd. Well, good afternoon, folks. It is July 20th, 2022. I'm your host, Nick. This is Nick's Nerd News. Welcome to the program. Hope you guys all had a good week, had some fun. Um, what are we going to talk about today? I don't know what we're going to talk about today. What, what do you guys want to talk about today? You know, I say that, but in, in reality, I, I can't really give you that that authority. Uh, <laughs> sorry. Anywho, how you guys doing? Huh? Welcome to the show. Welcome in. Welcome back. Um, I'm having a good time. I got a brand new monitor on Prime Day, so I'm rocking a new 32-inch that's uh, blowing my mind, kind of. was not expecting it to be so nice, big, and, and clear. Um, yeah, good deal on Prime Day. Hopefully you guys got some good deals on Prime Day, I, I hope. Uh, then I, I finally got a new display case for myself, and it shattered in my hands, because that's how my weekend went. Um Hopefully you guys had a better weekend than I did. Uh, but yeah, what's what's going on with y'all? Y'all y'all having a good time? Y'all y'all having fun? What what do we, we got? We have a um we have a video game centric episode today. I will tell you that uh, it it is full of video game news more so than than usual. Um, which is fun. It's always good, right? I mean, that's what you guys come here for. Uh, and we're going to talk about some other things. There's some some fun news that came out in the last few days. A lot of cool trailers dropped over the last week. So, before we get any further, let's just get right into the news, shall we, huh? So, we're going to start off with video games, as we always do. So, EA dropped some major news. Uh, it has now been confirmed that Skate 4 will just be called Skate, and it will be a free-to-play game. Yes, it will be free-to-play, um, and it, when it releases sometime in the future, um, means it's probably going to be full of microtransactions too, though, but uh, free to start. And uh, it's just going to be called Skate, so it sounds like it's going to be a full reboot of the series. Um, World of Warcraft announced a new expansion. It will be called Dragonflight, and the fact, uh, so it's coming out, I think, is it coming out ne next year, I think, or, or later this year? Um, it's going to be its largest expansion they've ever done, um, so it, it's going to be doing a whole lot of new stuff, but they plan to bring back some things, uh, some features that they've, they've kind of left behind in the past. Um, so, uh, Patrick Dawson, who's production director on Dragonflight, uh, the team wants to focus more on improving existing features, uh, instead of bringing in new ones, because they tend to leave some behind whenever they launch new DLC, um, which is interesting, um, I'm gonna, I'm wondering what else. Uh, they also announced new HUD changes, so that I think they haven't done that in a, a long time. 
Um, but like I said, it is the largest one they've done. I think it introduces a new race as well. Uh, Dragonflight, uh, Dragon Isles is their newest expansion to the world. And let me see. Why did I don't have this? Um, where's the date? Release date. Sorry, folks. I don't like to leave you guys hanging that much. Okay, there's no new no uh, release date just yet, um, but they're they're doing they're trying to be a little different with how they release this game than they have in the past. But yeah, they they added this new race that just looks like anthropomorphic dragons, which is interesting. Um, this app is cleaned up. Uh, anyway, moving on. Not going to waste a whole lot of time on WoW. Uh, PlayStation has announced a new loyalty program. Uh, it is called PlayStation Stars, and it will allow you to earn points with real cash value. Uh, it is not NFTs. They did clarify. Uh, this program begins later this year. Uh, still don't have an exact date. Um, so once players complete objectives, um, like simple as playing a game once a month, you can earn points. Sounds a lot like what uh, Microsoft and Xbox Live does with Microsoft Rewards. Um, you can earn points that you can be later redeemed on the PlayStation Store or other rewards, uh, which, quote, may include PSN wallet funds and select PlayStation Store products, unquote. Um, you can also receive points for purchasing items as well. You can earn digital collectibles, digital representations of things PlayStation fans enjoy. So, quote, you can earn, quote, digital collectibles, Digital representations of things PlayStation fans enjoy, including figurines of beloved and iconic characters from games and other forms of entertainment, as well as cherished devices that tap into Sony's history of innovation, unquote. Um, if you are the first player to get a platinum trophy in a game, you'll get extra special rewards, which other people won't get. That's one of the things. Um, so, there, there is some benefit to uh, being a part of this. Uh, moving back to EA here a bit, former EA CEO John Riccatello um, was speaking to uh, PocketGamer.biz, uh, remember he's the CEO of Unity Technologies now, uh, was asked about monetization and things like that in developing a game, and this is what he said, he said, quote, Ferrari and some other high-end car manufacturers will still use clay and carving knives. It's a very small portion of the gaming industry that works that way, and some of these people are my favorite people in the world to fight with. They're the most beautiful and pure, brilliant people. They're also some of the biggest fucking idiots. I've been in the gaming industry longer than most anybody, getting to the gray hair and all that. It used to be the case that developers would throw their game over the wall to the publicist and sales force with literally no interaction beforehand. That model is baked into the philosophy of a lot of art forms and medium, and it's one that I'm deeply respectful of. I know their dedication and care, but this industry divides people between those who will still hold to that philosophy and those who massively embrace how to figure out what makes a successful product. And I don't know how a successful artist anywhere that doesn't care about what their player thinks. This is where this cycle of feedback comes back, and they can choose to ignore it, but to choose to not know it at all is not a great call. I've seen great games fail because they turn their compulsion loop into two minutes, and when it should have been an hour. Sometimes you wouldn't even notice the product difference between a massive success and a tremendous fail. But for this tuning and what it does to the attrition rate, 
There isn't a developer on the planet that wouldn't want that knowledge. Uh, unquote. And what he's referring to is monetization. Um, he thinks that if you don't start with monetization, you're kind of a fool. Um, because obviously you want to make money off your game. I don't agree because most players fucking hate monetization and microtransactions and things like that. Um, I, I just, I, I, I find it very hard to jump on that bandwagon because this games as a service idea, sometimes you lose the, you lose the plot, right? It becomes this never ending search for more money, for more money, for more money. Um, and it's, it's not, it's not the greatest thing. Um, he ended up getting up getting called out and apologized and tweeted, quote, I want to talk about both what I said in the interview and my follow-up tweet. I'm going to start with an apology. My word choice was crude. I'm sorry. I'm listening and I will do better. What I can do perhaps is provide more on what I was thinking when I did the interview, what I would have said if, if I had taken great care. First, I have great respect for game developers. The work they do is amazing. The creativity can be incredible, whether on a AAA console, mobile, or indie game. Designed to be played by millions or a creative project, a game made just for the sheer joy of it. Second, one thing I've seen is that most game devs work incredibly hard and want people to play their game, to enjoy it, and when appropriate for players to engage deeply. For the game devs I've worked most closely with, there's often anxiety about whether players will love the game and appreciate all the work and love that went into making it. Third, sometimes all game developer wants to, is to have a handful of friends enjoy the game. Art for art's sake and art for friends. Others want player money to buy the game or game items so they can make a living. Both of these motivations are, are noble. Fourth, what I was trying to say and clearly failed at saying is that there are better ways for game developers to get an early read on what players think of their game, to learn from their feedback, and if the developer wants to adjust the game based on this feedback. It's a choice to listen and act or just to listen. Again, both are very valid choices. If I'd been smarter in choosing my words, I would have just said this. We're working to provide developers with tools so they can better understand what their players think, and it's up to them to act or not based on this feedback. Anyway, that's it. Lots of words and a sentence that I wish I'd never said. Unquote. Which, honestly, that's what he should have said to begin with. I, I get it. Maybe in an interview, you're not always going to have the most nuanced thoughts. Um, but what he said in his follow-up is a lot better. And you can kind of get that's what he was trying to say originally as well, just in not as many words. But props to him for, for apologizing right away and clarifying in a way that didn't come off as just a fake apology or gaslighting or anything like that. Um, Multiverses has entered its open beta, so you can download that now to play the new fighting game featuring all DC Warner Brothers characters. Uh, EA has announced that they've ended Bioware points, uh, making both DLCs for Dragon's Age and Mass Effect free. Uh, the only DLC that won't be free is the multiplayer packs for Mass Effect 3, but last time I checked, I thought they shut down multiplayer. Um, I could be wrong, though. I don't, I don't know. Don't quote me on that. We might finally have an idea of what the God of War Ragnarok Yontar edition might cost. Uh, the UK version will cost £230, uh, British pounds sterling, if you will. Uh, at current, um, current rates, 
that is that would be 275 us dollars do i think that's what they're going to charge here in the us for it no uh but my be best guess would be somewhere between 230 and 250 based on that alone that's a lot especially like i said last time especially if the quality of, of Mjolnir, Thor's hammer, uh, is not the greatest like what was on the um, Regala edition of Horizon Forbidden West. Uh, Halo Infinite's co-op beta finally released. It's now live. Uh, did release four days later than expected, but Mission Replay is available as well. Uh, because it is like a, a beta, it's a flight, uh, you do have to start the game over with your friends when you play. You do not get to hop into your existing campaign. So it's technically a different save file from, from your main game, but at least you get to start over with your friends and enjoy it all. Um, the purchase of Bungie by PlayStation has officially been completed. Um, the $3.7 billion deal is officially over. Uh, Sony fully owns Bungie. Um, of course, they don't get access to the Halo IP because Microsoft owns that. Uh, but now they fully outright, out, outright own Destiny. Um, Disney, or Disney. PlayStation said, quote, the agreement to acquire Bungie is closed, so now we can officially say, welcome to the PlayStation family, Bungie, unquote. Bungie went on to say, quote, uh, they were excited to join the incredible team at PlayStation. We are proud to officially join the incredible team at PlayStation. We are excited for the future of our company. We are inspired to bring together players from all over the world to form lasting friendships and memories. Per Audacia ad Astra, unquote. So now all eyes will be on the Microsoft Activision deal to see if that closes. Uh, Intel has peeled back the layers on their new Arc desktop GPUs. And the new Arc A750 limited edition G GPU uh, should be on par with the Geoforce RTX 3060. For such games as Cyberpunk, Control, Fortnite, and more. Um, they've released a new blog to show this off. Um, it performs 17% better with F1 2021, 15% better in Cyberpunk, 14% better in Control, 13% better in Borderlands, and 6% better in Fortnite. Um, they haven't revealed everything just yet, just that it might be better than a 3060, which is kind of bottom of the line for the RTX 30 series. So, I think that's their bottom-rung GPU, though. Uh, PlayStation has also announced... It's very, very PlayStation-centric today. Um, they will re be reducing their customer support functionality on Twitter. Um, they'll want, they're going to push, start pushing players and users to support websites instead of DMs on Twitter. Um, on the official Ask PlayStation account... They said that uh, you can still find a human, but they're they're gonna pare down actual uh, like people answering as much as they used to. Um, so they want you to go to the PlayStation support website first before reaching out to someone on Twitter. Uh, PlayStation has also purchased Repeat.gg. Um, it's an esports technology platform, which I'm guessing works a lot like Smash.gg. Uh, Repeat.gg is one of the biggest esports tourna tournament platforms in the world. 
um, which makes sense. You know, they also own Evo. Um, oh, wow, it keeps... I didn't re realize Repeat keeps track of in-game statistics and all that. Um, they'll still focus on esports for everyone, quote-unquote. Uh, they did say that, though, quote, we will have access to more resources, game titles, and technology, which will allow us to grow the team to push Repeat in directions that we never thought would be possible. This will allow us to grow Repeat significantly over the next couple of years, with plenty of new features, continuing our mission to become synonymous with esports by creating a home where everyone has a chance to compete and win, unquote. Um, they will plan to support PC, mobile, and other consoles, and they've already hosted over 100,000 tournaments. Holy crap. That's pretty cool. I've never used Repeat. I know, um, I know Smash.gg to a, a, a small point uh, when I was helping out with the 101 League. Um, I'm guessing Repeat works similar to that. Uh, Xbox and Obsidian have announced that their game Grounded will be getting a uh, animated show adaptation, and it will be from Brent Friedman who was one of the writers on the Clone Wars cartoon. So that's cool. And it will take place within the game world, so it will be technically part of the story. Um, but obviously it won't focus on, on player characters. It will be focusing on a, a group of four friends who are shrunk down and thrown into the backyard. So it's just an animated Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. Uh, Elon Musk said that, that Steam support should be coming to Tesla vehicles in the near future. Why you would want Steam support on in your car is beyond me. It just sounds like it opens the door to more accidents and more issues than and more distractions than should be on the road. Uh, Comic Con announced that a new 14 foot tall, 700,000 brick Lego Bowser will be at Comic Con to coincide with the release of the new Bowser. Uh, set that was announced what two weeks ago now uh, this will be a, a 14 foot version of it but this time made it completely out of regular lego bricks instead of different lego elements and things like that uh, and also lego has announced to complement their uh, NES or original nintendo system uh, lego model they've announced the atari 2600 set uh, it will retail for $240 and will release later this year. It includes fake wood paneling as well, made out of Lego. Uh, Nintendo has given an official end date for its 3DS and Wii U eShops. Uh, each platform will see... Ooh, look at that voice crack. Each platform will see the closure of their digital storefronts on March 27th, 2023. So you have uh, just over um, was it five? eight months before you will lose the ability to buy digital games on those storefronts. Uh, it's also been announced that No More Heroes 3 will lose its tw uh, Switch exclusivity in October. Yes, No More Heroes, the famed tw Switch exclusive, I don't know why I see, keep saying Twitch, uh, will head to other platforms this October. Yes, that is correct. A major Twitch exclusive, Twitch, a major Switch exclusive will be heading to mul becoming multi-platform this October. 
Uh, Zynga has announced its newest uh, game, uh, Star Wars Hunters, which was also going to be its first console game, has unfortunately been delayed until 2023. The game was expected to release, I think, this year. You know, they don't really talk about it much. I, I did see some of it at Star Wars Celebration. I didn't get a chance to play it. Um, but Zynga has made the decision to push the game to allow them to polish it up just a bit more. Um, the Resident Evil series recently dropped on Netflix. And uh, I've learned that it's actually based... It's technically a sequel to the games. While it's not an official sequel to the games, it, it, it is based on the game's storyline and nothing else. Um, and it... Uh, so it takes place in the future. And now we've learned that the showrunner wants to include Lady Dimitrescu in, in some form or capacity in the show. I think that would make a lot of fans very happy. Very, very happy. <laughs> um, anyway, someone is offering a 20000 yes, $20,000 bounty for anyone who can beat Lasso Halo 2. Um, uh, yeah. Uh, with zero deaths. Which is near impossible. Uh, if you don't know what Lasso is, it means legendary all skulls on. Which just uh, cranks up the difficulty up to 11. So, zero deaths. Uh, is, which is very hard to do, especially in Halo 2 with those Goddamn jackal fucking snipers. Um, Charlie Critical White is challenging the Halo community to complete it. Um, so the first person to do it with a Halo 2 anniversary lasso run with zero deaths will win a $20,000 prize. Um, it's literally the hardest legendary campaign in the franchise, like I said, because of those goddamn jackals. And because whenever you die, it resets your progress. Um... You can also get a $5,000 prize if you aren't the first, I guess. Um, oh, he first announced it as five grand, no takers, and upped it to 20 because still no one. Um, he tried it himself, was unable to get past the first two rooms of the first mission. Fuck that mission. That's Cairo Station. Um, it's only been done once. Uh, it had the Envy Skull turned on. Um, which turns you invisible. Um, you have to turn Envy off, though, for this specific thing. So it makes it that much harder. Enemy aggression is up. Enemies are cloaked. Um, your shield doesn't recharge normally. It's harder for ammo. They throw more grenades. Um, if anyone completes it, I think the world will be in shock. And you know this host is not going to try it because Halo 2 on regular Legendary is hard enough. Famed video game developer John Romero, co-creator of Doom, is set to be developing a new first-person shooter. Uh, I'm sure the world collectively rejoiced when they heard this as it's rare for John Romero to make a miss. Um, and he hasn't made a game in quite a long time, so it'll be fun to see him return to his roots. 
uh, announced today, Xbox will finally be getting official Discord support, allowing you to join Discord voice chats via the Xbox directly. Uh, it is available right now for Xbox Insiders. It will be available to all in the coming weeks. Uh, also announced today, Vicarious Visions, which now goes by Blizzard Albany, uh, has announced they intend to unionize, similar to um, similar to what Raven Software has done. Uh, and then uh, Microsoft has said that Minecraft has uh, and their Minecraft IP, Mojang, uh, have no plans to integrate NFTs or blockchain in any capacity into Minecraft. So don't expect NFTs, blockchain, any of that garbage to ever be in Minecraft. Um, and then just a final note on gaming today before we switch over to TV. Uh, there are, if you're very excited for Pokemon Scarlet and Violet, which are expected later this year, um, please be warned that there are a lot, and when I say a lot, I mean a lot of leaks floating around the internet right now for Pokemon Scarlet and Violet. If you want to, to see it beforehand, kind of like I do, uh, obviously there's no story leaks, it's Pokemon, things like that, you, I'm sure you know where to find them. Uh, if you don't want to see it, just be careful of where you spend your time on the internet and where you might be looking, uh, just so you don't have it ruined if you don't want to have it ruined. Um, but like I said, just be aware there are a lot of leaks out there for Pokemon Scarlet and Pokemon Violet. Uh, that's it for gaming. Let's move on to TV here. Uh, last week, Amazon dropped a new trailer for... The Lord of the Rings, The Rings of Power. This trailer is epic. It shows off Galadriel in all her glory. It shows off young Elrond. It shows off what potentially might be Sauron in his earthly form. Uh, it shows off that we're going to be making time jumps between the First Age and the Second Age. We got our first look at Khazad-dûm uh, when it is heavily populated by the dwarves. Uh, Khazad-dûm, also known as Moria. If you're unfamiliar with, uh, you know, the lands and regions of Middle-earth. So, I'm very excited. They have confirmed there's going to be time jumps in the show. Uh, it's not the only show that's going to have time jumps that we're going to be talking about today. But, that drops in September. Who's excited? I am. Hopefully you are too. Uh, it has been announced that Beavis and Butthead, its new revival, will premiere on August 4th on Paramount+. Plus. Following the launch of Beavis and Butthead, do the universe? Hey, Beavis. Yeah, Butthead. Our our new show premieres on Paramount Plus in August. That's awesome, Butthead. Yeah, Beavis. My terrible impression of Beavis and Butthead. Uh, Netflix has announced that it's to dum to dum event, you know, like their their sound. Uh, will return in September. Well, they'll they're, they'll announce new shows, new premiere dates, uh, new seasons, renewals, revivals, all things like that. Uh, so be on the lookout for that. We will of course have full coverage in September. Uh, Amazon has announced that the boys' spinoff, uh, focusing on college age heroes, is official and will be the bridge 
between season three and four. It will be called Generation V. <laughs> That's funny. In uh, more Lego news today, the official Office Lego set has been officially announced. It will retail for $120. It will release on October 1st. And it contains 15, yes, 15 minifigs. Yes, 15 minifigs, which is wild, especially for a set that price. Um, it does not feature the annex or the accounting department, but it features all the characters. Um, it mainly consists of the main floor with the sales desks, uh, the reception desk, the um, conference room, and Michael's office. Uh, Netflix has also revealed the cast of its new live-action Yu Yu Hakusho adaptation. Uh, those images are available online now. Uh, and jumping over to Cartoon Network, the Powerpuff Girls are being rebooted again. Uh, the original creator is involved. Uh, it will be a, another new cartoon, so this is separate from the live-action adaptation that is in limbo. Uh, as well as a new, more younger audience-focused Foster's Home for Imaginary Friends. Um, Netflix has peeled back the curtain on its plans, uh, including the ability to potentially purchase new uh, additional homes instead of allowing password sharing. So what this means is... Uh, they're asking customers in five more countries to pay up if they share their login information. Um, this has been started in Argentina, El Salvador, Guatemala, Honduras, and the Dominican Republic. Um, no word yet if this will come to the U.S. Um, they will be asked to pay a fee for regularly using their account outside of their home. Um, but it won't affect mobile devices, which doesn't make sense. Uh, it will be $3 U.S., in any of the affected countries. Um, it, they currently suspect that over 100 million households are using shared accounts. Uh, it's especially high in Latin America. I wonder if this is just all for Latin America and will never come to the U.S. Um, of course, they announced new similar plans uh, in Chile, Costa Rica, and Peru, where you'd have to pay for viewers that don't live in the same household, um, essentially to crack down on password sharing. Um, one of those things that they're also going to try is their new ad supported tier, um, which is expected early next year. Um, this new tier will offer a lower subscription price uh, in exchange for having advertisements, which Netflix has never had. Um, Netflix also announced that they lost nearly a million subscribers in the last quarter, um, even though Stranger Things Season 4 was such a huge success. Um, this new tier, though, will only be in a handful of markets, uh, and you won't actually be able to view all content. Um, obviously, Netflix content will be available, um, but content from other, um, other makers might not be available. Uh, obviously, those people will want a share of their ad revenue, um, co-CEO and chief content officer Ted Serenados said, quote, Today, the vast majority of what people watch on Netflix, we could include uh, in the ad-supported tier today. There are some things that we wouldn't, that we are in conversation with the studios on, but if we launch the project product today, the members in their ad tier 
would have a great experience, and we'll clear some additional content, but certainly not all of it, unquote. So that means shows made by, like, other studios, they might want more money. Um, it's not necessarily in the original contract deal with Netflix, so it might not be in an ad-supported tier right off the bat. Um, speaking of Netflix, they've also announced that Tekken Bloodlines, the new anime, will premiere on August 18th. Uh, we've also learned some new things about uh, Game of Thrones House of the Dragon. Uh, of course, we got a fancy new trailer today that is very heavy on the dragons. I'm very, very happy to see what they're doing with it. Um, it's also been announced it'll have multiple time jumps, and the same characters will be portrayed by several actors. Um, and it will be told over time. I don't know if this will be the whole show overall, but halfway through the season, um, it will uh, jump 10 years forward. So, yeah, that's what's going to happen in the show. Um, it won't affect some of the other actors, though, so some of them will be aged up, some of them won't. Uh, the new trailer, you can kind of see that, and they kind of show that off. Uh, there's a lot of dragons, like I said, and I mean a lot of dragons. Um, and then we also learned more details about some of the scrapped prequel ideas that, that they had looked into. Um, one of them, of course, was the uh, Blood Moon prequel that um, I guess was about like the building of the wall. Uh, HBO even spent $30 million on a pilot episode that never saw the light of day, that even George R. R. Martin never saw. Um, it just, it didn't go to the same place as the original series, they, uh, HBO said, and that's why they, they didn't, um, they didn't make it. It was, would, would have taken place during the Age of Heroes and the Long Night. Uh, no, Naomi Watts would have starred in that show. Um, but... Unfortunately, the pilot wasn't good and never aired. I wonder if they'll ever release it. Um, but we did learn about all the different concepts that have been worked on. Uh, at least 15 of them were kicked around at one point by HBO. We know there's a lot of shows in development um, for HBO Max and HBO in general surrounding Game of Thrones. Uh, some of these concepts included a... Destruction of Valeria storyline, uh, which would have been by Skull, Kong Skull Island's Max Borenstein. Uh, there would have been a story featuring the Dornish warrior queen Nymeria, uh, which would have been written by LA Confidential's Brian Hegland, he he Helgeland. Uh, there would have been one by The Conquest of Westeros by Aegon Targaryen, uh, but he would have been depicted as like a drunkard. Uh, a series based on the lighthearted Duncan Egg novellas, which I think is moving forward. Um, and then, of course, the long, the one we just spoke about. Um, the House of the Dragon is coming out next month. There was even a story that didn't get very far, though, which would have been a very early prequel featuring the gods of Westeros, the Seven, um, but like a superhero movie. Sounds like Eternals. Um... But those are some of the different ones that uh, that could have been on your screens in the future. Glad we didn't get some of them. But that's fun for sure. Um, last week, Miss Marvel ended on a great season finale. 
I'm, I very much enjoyed that show. And the season finale uh, happened to change up her lore just a bit. It looks like the Inhumans are never coming to the MCU. As uh, it's now being hinted at that Kamala is a mutant. Yes, a mutant. And the reason I know this, and we all know this now, is uh, in one of the post-credit scenes, or ending scenes, um, Kamala, of course, reunites with her friends, and we learn uh, some new details. And uh, one of them tells Kamala, Kamala, you have your powers and the rest of your family doesn't, because there's a mutation. And then we get the infamous... So, Kamala Khan, Miss Marvel herself, is a mutant. She is not a inhuman like she is in the comics. It looks like inhumans will be relegated to Earth 838, uh, where Black Bolt and Professor Xavier uh, were killed in the most gruesome way by Scarlet Witch. Um... Uh, so yeah, so that's a thing. So yes, Kamala Khan is a mutant that changes things up immensely. Uh, and then we also got uh, a cameo by Captain Marvel herself, Brie Larson. Um, so it'll be interesting to see how that ties in to the Marvel's film. Also, Westworld season four had arguably its best episode of the season of the season so far, but still not great. This season is all over the place. This show is all over the place. We're having time jumps again. I think there's universe skipping or something. I don't know what's going on anymore. This show is is has gone way beyond, way beyond what it started out as, and and it's just it's it's. Oh God, I don't know anymore. I don't know anymore. I don't personally like the story they're telling because it's so muddled, but who knows. Who knows? That's it for TV, though. Uh, let's move on and talk about what's going on in Hollywood. Um, we've gotten more details about the Barbie movie. And in this movie, Ken will be jobless. He won't be able to provide for Barbie all those fanciful things he does in, in your playtime, I, I guess. I don't know. Uh, Joe Dante, creator of Gremlins, says that Grogu is a blatant and shameless ripoff of Gizmo. I agree. What? What? Did, what? I, look. Grogu, Baby Yoda, whatever you want to call him, I get it, right? Some people are really into it. I get what he's done for the franchise. I get that, okay? I do. Am I the biggest fan of it? No. No, I'm not. Not in any way, shape, or form. Um, I personally don't think... I, I Look, I don't know. I, I love what it's done for the franchise, bringing more people in and things like this. I, I just... I... I don't know. I, I don't know because it, it's just... It's a shameless way to sell toys. 100% is what it is. Um, and, and that's my issue with it. I know Star Wars has kind of always been about selling toys. Disney, on the other hand, has taken it to like the next level 
which is weird because I can never find like Star Wars toys in the store anymore. Um, but that that's a whole another thing entirely. But I I just is he a ripoff of Gizmo? You, you, one could literally heavily 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 make that argument. No questions asked, right? Because he looks almost exactly like Gizmo. And, and and that's just the nature of the gremlins in general looking a lot like Yoda to begin with. Um, I, 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 this one's hard. This one's hard for sure. But they're both cute, cuddly little monsters. Um, so that's where the similarities are a little more similar than normal. But again, they're almost too similar. Uh, Martin Lawrence says that Bad Boys 4 is not in jeopardy. It is not going to be put on hold because of the slap scene around the world. That's something I don't entirely believe. And I don't know how much longer we got to wait for Bad Boys 4. Uh, the Russo brothers were being interviewed recently and asked what is their dream Marvel project, which is not the first time they've been asked this. But... If they ever get the, the chance, or if it ever happens, they want to direct a full-blown Secret Wars movie. I know we're getting a Secret Wars TV show, but they hope to direct a Secret Wars movie. Um, Jurassic World Dominion can now be rented on digital platforms. Uh, streaming, technically, a month just a month after release. Um, but it's cheaper, probably, than taking your family to the theater. So... That's an option for you. Uh, Daniel Kaluuya has said that his dark, yes, dark Barney movie is in early development. Why we need that kind of movie is beyond me. I, why? Barney's there to help kids, not murder them. Uh, Thor 4 continues to dominate the box office. It made $46 million this past weekend, despite a 68% drop-off, uh, and is on track, uh, has passed the $500 million mark worldwide. Um, I think it's probably on its way to a billion by now. Excuse me, it's halfway to a, mil a billion. It's at $511 million as of today. Uh, Stallone, as in Sylvester Stallone, has, uh made the call uh especially to producer erwin winkler um in regards to regain ownership of the rocky franchise um i guess there's been an ongoing dispute over who owns it this is per deadline um <laughs> he uh posted some funny things on instagram um he calling for a fair gesture from the 93-year-old producer uh, who is holding on to ownership of the franchise um, and its Creed sequels. Um, Stallone said, quote, After Irwin controlling Rocky for over 47 years and now Creed, I really would like to have at least a little of what's left of my rights back before passing it on to only your children. I believe that would be a fair gesture from this 93-year-old gentleman. This is a painful subject that eats at my soul because I wanted to leave something of Rocky for my children, unquote. Um, you know, Stallone wrote the story. He's Rocky in all eight of the films. Uh, he directed the first one. If um, He directed four of them. 
um, and was a co-writer on all of them as well as Creed 2. Um, of course, he is not going to appear in Creed 3, but um, he's been very vocal um, over this the last few years. Um, he got paid 75000 for the first film, uh, plus an additional 10 net points, which equaled about $2.5 million. Um, he made $10 million on the first Creed and uh, in the teens of millions on the second one. Um, but he has zero ownership um, in it, which is strange, considering how involved he is and everything like that. Um, like I said, I could have sworn he's the one who created it. So it, it sucks that obviously he's still a millionaire, but you know, it's, it's something he wants to retain the rights to and doesn't want to get bastardized in the future, which I agree with, you know, it's, it's like Bob Gale and Robert Zemeckis with, um, with, uh, uh, back to the future, you know, they don't want like it just hoard out forever and ever and ever. Some franchises when put in the right hands won't get hoard out and will be done properly. Others, uh, not so much. <laughs> um, so we'll, we'll see. We'll see what happens with that. Um, Peter Dinklage has been cast in the Hunger Games prequel uh, that will be focusing on President Snow in his younger years. Uh, Netflix also announced that they'll be making more Fear Street movies. I guess they want to turn that into one of their major franchises. Um... The Munsters film from Rob Zombie is heading to Netflix, despite being owned by Universal and not going to Peacock, which is kind of strange. Uh, Lightyear will release on Disney Plus on August 3rd, so you can go watch it then. Um, Sony has de delayed Madam Web, the next entry in their Spider-Man adjacent franchise. Um... What else are we talking about? Halloween Ends, which uh, comes out later this year, released a new trailer featuring what is supposedly going to be the culmination of the fight between Laurie Strode and Michael Myers. We'll see if that uh, that actually happens. Will it really end this year? Mortal Kombat is getting a sequel. Uh, it was one of HBO Max's best performing films in 2021, and it won the box office when it did release last April, uh, despite being in the middle of closures and things like that. And it will feature the return of the director of the first film to direct the sequel. And then uh, a couple stories before we end today. Um, Rolling Stone has produced a incredible new report that uh, Warner Media commissioned two reports that looked deep into the release of the Snyder Cut social media campaign. Um, and what they found is that at least 13% of the accounts involved were fake. Wow. And which is based on Twitter's own estimates for fake accounts. This was also uh, commissioned after, I guess, uh, what is this? Some guy posted a um, Instagram post showing the decapitated heads of Jeff Johns, Walter Hamada, and Toby Emmerich, <laughs> which is weird. 
that an Instagram post would, would put this. Um, I guess they were considered enemies of Zack Snyder by the movie's fans. Uh, it was shared online over all over the place. Um, and a third-party cybersecurity firm was hired to analyze it, uh, especially around the behavior around Justice League. So Rolling Stone reports that it accessed the main report, which was from April of last year, and uh, it f- had this conclusion. Quote, after researching online conversations about the Snyder Cut of the Justice League's release, specifically the hashtags Release the Snyder Cut and Restore the Snyderverse on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, uh, we've detected an increase in negative activity created by both real and fake authors. Additionally, three main leaders were identified within the authors scanned on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. One leader on each platform. These leaders receive the highest amount of engagement, have many followers, which gives them the ability to influence public opinion, unquote. Um, Rolling Stone also did their own research, speaking to three cybersecurity social media companies. Um, and obviously there's no question bots were involved is what they found. Yeah, everybody knows that. There's bots involved with everything. 13% though is a little large. Um, interesting. He said they found that, quote, Accounts involved with the release the Snyder Cut campaign arrive at almost the same time in huge numbers. Unquote. Um, a lot of them can be for can also be pointed to a, a, allegedly one or two sources, um, which helped amplify it. Um, uh, but Rolling Stone also clarified this is per IGN. Not everyone they talked to believes that the fake accounts would have been the key factor. They said, quote, The bulk of this activity was made up of real and passionate users taking direction from influential figures in the pro-Snyder community. We regularly see these types of adversarial social media campaigns that are driven by real people coordinating online. Some people have pointed fingers at at Zack Snyder himself as well as um, Ray Fisher. Uh, Obviously, those haven't been corroborated. Um, but it would be interesting to see how, obviously, if 13% are fake, that leaves, what, 87% real, which obviously is why Warner Brothers still paid to have the Snyder Cut made, right? They didn't, they didn't do it to shut people up. They did it to, to test it, to see what they could do, because their, their handling of the DC properties is fledgling at best right now. Yeah, I I don't know. I do not know. We'll see what happens with that as more and more information comes out. And obviously they've known for a year, so they still released the Snyder Cut. (laughs) I don't know. Uh, Black Widow is in legal drama once again. And uh, it's allowed us to look deeper into what Marvel Studios pays uh, creators of comic characters to use their characters in the films. And this is now off of Black Widow. Uh, co-creators of Yelena Belova, who is Black Widow's um, stepsister in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, um, said they had signed a contract for $25,000 a piece for Yelena to appear in Black Widow. Um, but instead, they didn't get paid anything. Or they only got paid five k each. Um... This is, quote, having spoken to a number of creators, Marvel's financial offerings seem a bit of a bait and switch, unquote, says J.G. Jones, who is one of the co-creators. 
He also said, quote, they throw out a large number, then little by little they whittle down the actual payout, unquote. Devin Grayson, who is a writer, said, quote, it's like the publisher's clearinghouse sweepstakes. You could win one million, but you won't, unquote. Um, so I, I guess back in 2007, Grayson signed a contract that would have equated to $25,000 for a theatrical film of the character, $2,000 for an episode of TV over 30 minutes, and 1000 for an episode of TV 30 minutes or less. Um, even an agreement for toy sales, merchandising, things like that. 5000 for one figure released in a single year, 10000 for two, on and on. Um, and a maximum of 30000 for video games. But, oh, they split the, the 25 between artist and writer. Um, wow. Essentially just split between all stakeholders, which is interesting. Um Oh, that's funny. If uh, if you accounted that, Hollywood Reporter said that Captain America technically only had a cameo in, in Infinity War because he's in the movie for less than 7 minutes and 30 seconds. Wow. There's NDAs. This is a big deal. It looks like maybe Marvel is not paying the creators of the characters. Marvel Studios isn't paying the creators of the characters as much as maybe they deserve. Um, and then our final bit in movie news, more, more Russo Brothers stuff, and this is in regards to their live-action Hercules movie, which will be directed by Guy Ritchie, um, and they were speaking to Games Radar at a press event, um, and they're approaching it from a more modern angle, quote-unquote, whatever that means. Uh, they're going to still honor the original story and try to elevate some of the humor, uh, Joe Russo said, quote, it will certainly pay homage to the original with a more modern spin on it. Um, what Anthony and I love about the original is how funny and subversive it is. I think we try to embrace that sense of humor in the remake, unquote. I don't know what a modern spin is. They want to tell a different story, but don't want to take too much away from the original film, which obviously it wouldn't be a live-action remake then, just a redo. Um... So, I just, I'm somewhat skeptical, because Hercules is my favorite Disney movie. No question. Hercules is my favorite Disney movie. Like, we're, we're not even getting into an argument that would say otherwise. It, it's just, it is. Um, I trust the Russo brothers, though. I, they, they make very good films. Um, again, it's just a matter of will they drop the ball or not? And uh, like some of these other live-action Disney adaptations. Obviously, Guy Ritchie hit it out of the park with Aladdin, but they had to make a lot of changes and things like that. Um, some good, some bad. But we'll see what happens with Aladdin. And it, it really all comes down to who they get to play Hades. I'm not kidding. It comes down to who they get to play Hades. It's a big fucking deal. Um... But that's it for Nixner News this week. Thank you guys for stopping by. As always, check out nixnernews.com where you can listen to the show right in your browser. Or if you prefer to listen to us on the go, you can uh, find links to our Spotify page, our iHeartRadio page, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, uh, as well as several other major podcasting hosting sources. That way you can like, share, subscribe, see us all, 
anywhere you want. Listen to us anywhere you want. It's all fun and games, right? Uh, also, while you're there, check out the social media tab where you can find links to our Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter pages. You can see all our feeds right there in one handy-dandy place. And uh, if you prefer, just search Nick's Nerd News on your preferred social media platform of choice. Thank you guys for listening. I will catch you guys on the flip side.